This episode of Adventures in Aurelia is brought to you by Gabe and Jeff from Interparty Conflict, Fred on Fire, Avoridon, and Powerful Condor on Patreon. You can join them in supporting the show at patreon.com slash adventures in Aurelia. Welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Krista and I play Ariel, an Asmar Divine Soul Sorceress. I'm Chantel and I play Kanina, a Tiefling Sorceress. I'm Chris, I play Rim, a Human Paladin. I'm Caitlin, I play Tempest, a Water Genasi Ranger. And I'm Damien, I'm the Dungeon Master. So a couple things as we get started tonight... First, going to continue the special shout out from the previous episode because we're still near the Midnight Carnival. So we'd like to give a shout out to Festivals, Feasts and Fairs by Ashley May and Taverns, Inns and Tap Rooms by JB Little. Both of these supplements can be found on DMs Guild and were used heavily for inspiration in the events surrounding the Midnight Carnival. And because this is going to come out well after it's come out, you can check out the new uh, D&D book, The Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Also, you know, shout outs to, to the wonderful patrons. But even though it's a couple months old at this point, we were finally able to get some art done. We actually commissioned art from an artist named Daniel. We commissioned Fiuk, which is the legendary great axe that the players found in the campaign arc before the podcast and is going to play a pretty key part in things as they return back to the city of Riven. And it's so cool. And I want to get more done. I'm SP from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better. And it is part of the Get a Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at guineageeknetwork.com. Previously on Adventures in Aurelia, feeling unimpressed and put off by the main event of the Midnight Carnival, the party spends some time seeing what else the fair has to offer before turning in for the night. After waking up the next day, they decide to go their own ways and take care of some business before leaving the city. Rem visits an armorsmith, Kanina visits the fair and travel company, and Ariel and Tempest find a ship named the Iron Cask before Ariel goes off to find a bit of bait and tackle. So we are picking things up today, a little after midday, on the 5th of Mananon. It is a nice, sunny day. So far, the party has spent the beginning of their day handling everything with their travel arrangements, including getting their dealings with the fair and travel company sorted out, securing some form of passage south on the waters by way of the Iron Cask, a interesting metal ship captained by a dwarf named Thorstag, who Kanina knows from a previous adventure. After running their errands, Ariel, Kanina, and Rem, not all at once, but as things finished up with them, returned to their room with the Farron's favor. Meanwhile, Tempest decided to take a detour and explore a little bit more of the Midnight Carnival. So why don't we pick things up with 
Kanina and Rem already having both returned to the room at the Farron's favor. Is there anything the two of you are interested in talking about while you are at the room alone? Uh, I think Kanina will go ahead and uh, consult Rem about some of the, the business she took care of in the morning. Just be like, oh, hey, Rem. Hey, how are you going? Oh, good so far. We had a productive morning. Uh, we got, went ahead and secured travel for the ship. Uh, so we're going to be... You guys found a ship. We did. I actually ran into an old friend, uh, Thorstag. I'm, I'm sure you remember all the times I've talked about him. Thorstag Stonewind. He's the... Uh... Is that the metal boat guy? Yeah. I, I initially came to Riven uh, with his help. He's, he's a good friend. He's a great captain. <laughs> So we'll be uh, sailing with him on the ship uh, back to home. When's he leaving? Uh, we have a kind of uh, tentative set at 9 a.m. tomorrow, which is a little bit later than they're planning on leaving, but that's about the time. So if we if we need more time, we can probably negotiate that. But 9 a.m. is the plan so far. Mm, it should be fine. And uh, we also secured ownership of the cart and horses. I thought we already had the cart. Oh, in, in uh, theory only, I went ahead and did all the paperwork for it. I ran over the uh, signed document that we had from the Blackguard. Made it official. So the card is now ours and we won't receive any trouble for it. <laughs> all right. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we got a passage on the ship that could also uh, take care of the, the cart and horses. Yeah. We were going to be traveling back with quite a bit more than just ourselves this time. This is true. But uh, have you seen the others around? No, oh, we're the first person I've seen today after, uh, after we left. What did you get up to this morning? I uh, went down to the uh, blacksmiths and put in an order for some, some new armor. My stuff's a little old. Oh, that'd be nice. See you nice, shiny new armor. I don't know if it'd be shiny. <laughs> Definitely be new. Ah, being flashy's the best, don't you think? I'll try not to be flashy. Try not to stand out. Oh, well, that's a shame. I almost forgot, but uh, along with the uh, deed to the cart, we also got a uh, spell scroll that will remove the Farron logo from the cart. I see. Yeah, so we'll probably want to take care of that a little bit later today. i leave that up to you. Uh, I think you're a little bit more versed in the magic than I am. Yeah, I will take care of that uh, after we get settled in for the day. She'll go ahead and tuck it away in the place that she is staying, which is the couch, I guess. <laughs> And as the conversation between Rem and Kanina starts to die down, Ariel arrives at the Farron's favor. And standing behind the counter is Tariel. Oh, welcome back. A couple of your friends, your companions, have already arrived and they are up in your room. Okay, Ariel has this crate with a net and a fishing pole. Like strapped to the uh, the spear, so it's all like all together. The the spear is wrapped in a sheet on her back. Then the the net and the fishing pole is tied to that, and then she's got this big crate or whatever she's got that's all the fishing <laughs> tackle and stuff in it. And she's just kind of trotting herself in. And okay, uh, cool, thanks. Do you need a hand with that? Uh, no, I'm good. And. How was your meat order yesterday? Did, was it up to par for what you were after? Oh, yeah, the mead. Thank you. Um, I haven't actually tasted it. I'm saving it. Oh, my, my apologies. Since you ordered last night, I thought that you were looking for a little after-event beverage. But you paid for it. Do with it what you will. Yeah, I'm going to share it with my friends on the boat. I see. So, a boat. Will you guys be leaving... Today? Tomorrow? Next week? Um, actually, I think our plan is for the morning. 
you guys have already paid for your stay again tonight, so we will be able to settle everything when you awake in the morning. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. I don't want to keep you keep you held up any longer. Because you're like yeah. straining with the heavy item. <laughs> okay, thank you. And she's just gonna make her way up the stairs with the crate. <laughs> she's like, maybe I should have said yes to the help. <laughs> so she makes her way up and she's just gonna be like, hey guys. And then wait to see who replies because she doesn't know who's actually there. Kanina will probably be the first and just be like, oh, welcome back, Ariel. Hey, is Rem here? Yeah. Rem. Rem's just sitting there. He's like closing his eyes. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> Rem, where's Rem? Uh, where, where would you be? I'm probably still sitting out in the open where you could see me because we just finished the conversation. So he's probably sitting in the main room. All right. So she's just like looking around. Rem. Oh, there he is. She's just going to like walk over to him and just like not really drop, but kind of just ugh, let it go at his feet. So I got you some stuff. Um, I know I remember how much you had fun when we were on our way here. And as she's like explaining, she takes down the spear that's on her back and you could see that there's a pole and a net and she like unwraps it. And she's like, so I kind of here and she hands it over to him. Thank you. I didn't exactly know what he was talking about at the store and I don't know how to fish. And I just thought you could figure out what you need. And so that's a crate of like a whole bunch of fishing stuff that he said you would need. And then a net and a pole. And I think it's the right pole for out in the, I don't know. Kenina's like peering over the shoulder, kind of just like looking at all the stuff and just just be like, kind of of also like slightly surprised and just be like, oh, wow, that's a really uh, thoughtful gift there, Ariel. Good for you, Ram. You'll have a hobby to do like uh, when we get back on the ship. And as Nina's saying that, Ariel's like slightly blushing because she's remembering the bathroom time. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I hope you like it. Um, I didn't get you anything. Oh, you what? You didn't need to get me anything. Uh, Okay. Uh, thank, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And then she's going to go over to her room. Everybody's talking about the Kanina Baron ship, but now, now Kanina's like making eyes, looking at those two, just like, hmm. Kanina will just be like, oh, um, I can help you carry this stuff to your room if you like. Uh, I, I think I'm okay. And he'll like set the rod and the net on top of the box and then just like pick up the box and walk to his room. That's probably how Ariel should have carried it all, I guess. Yeah, and then uh, Kanina will kind of watch him go and just like kind of clap Ariel on the shoulder and just be like, good job. I think he's happy. Look at him. Did we know that Tempest was heading to the carnival? Oh, nope. She got there before everybody, so she headed out herself. So. so Ariel goes to her room and she knows that we're gonna be leaving. So she just kind of wants to make sure like her pack and everything is all like situated, but she's gonna yell from her room. Do we know where Tempest went? Ah, oh, I thought I last saw her with you. Did uh, did we lose her somewhere? Oh, I went to go to the fishing store. Yeah, I, I decided to grab a bite to eat before I came back here. So I, I guess I uh, I don't remember when I last saw her. It was somewhere near the docks, but I guess we split off somewhere around there. Ariel's going to like stop what she's doing and come out. Maybe we should go find her. Well, I mean, she, she can take care of herself, I'm sure. But we'll, we'll definitely want to regroup at some point and make sure all of our affairs are ordered. Uh, would, I, would I get an inkling at all like that? Maybe she would have headed to the carnival or anything like that. Go ahead and roll insight. 20. 
I think that you could use deductive reasoning between the conversation you guys have had over the last day. I think it was clear that Tempest still had things that she wanted to do at the carnival, even though she gave no specific indication that's what she was doing. You would have a good chance to reason that she's either at the carnival or she's been kidnapped. <laughs> it would be hard to get lost considering the carnival is literally right outside of your guys's building and you walk through it and back. Honestly, I do think those are the top two options. Kenina would probably go, it's either this normal thing or completely horrible worse thing. It's just she didn't give in an indication that she wanted to do anything else. I would expect if it was Rem, you guys would literally not have any idea what he did because he didn't give any indication, nor did he seem interested in the carnival. But with Tempest, you know that she was interested in exploring the carnival some more. Yeah. Kenny will go ahead and be just like, oh, I'm pretty sure she probably headed to the carnival. Either that or she got horribly kidnapped somewhere, but I'm sure she just went to the carnival because she seemed like she was really into it when we went, despite uh, some of the troubles that we ran across. And honestly, I've been wanting to go back as well, so... If we want to, we could all head down as a group and try to meet up with her. Yeah, I just kind of finished packing and organizing in my room. Um, so I'm ready in the morning. So I'm good to go. And Kenina will call over to Rem, like if he left his door open, she'll lean to the door. Otherwise, she'll knock. This door is closed. <laughs> she'll go ahead and knock and call out and just be like, Hey, Rem, we're going to head to the carnival and see if we can meet up with Tempest. Do you want to come? Um, shift through the door to see Rem sitting on the floor with the crate now open and everything inside of it laid out in front of him. <laughs> As he slowly sorts through all of it. Uh, I'll meet up with you guys a little bit later. Okay. He's like sitting there and like looking at all the stuff that was bought and like sorting it and organizing it again and putting it back inside the tackle box. And like, how much would Rim know actually about fishing? Tell me what Rim knows about fishing. Is it a pastime that, that Rem... He's never like pursued it, but being an old man, he kind of, you know... Okay, would we classify this as something that Rem has done before, but... Yeah, like, like passing and, and something he's done, like... Usually with other people, not necessarily knowledgeable or pursued it on his own. Yeah, he's not a, you know, a fisherman. He's never done it himself, really. He's gone fishing, probably with other people or maybe a couple times on his own, but it's like something he did as, like, for fun when he was younger every now and then, but it was never, like... He was never a hardcore hobbyist and fisher. Okay, so... Rem is probably familiar with most of the lures and equipment in front of him. Enough residual knowledge to know how to work with some of it. Things like the basic knots that you would need to know for tying hooks and tying gear together. But there's also, since you said that Rem is piling this stuff out and organizing it, there is a pile that you see off to like the farthest side of everything else that is Rem's, I don't know what the hell these are, how to use them pile. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a, there's enough in there that you are familiar with that you can go ahead and uh, and try your hand at fishing. All right. So he'll probably, you know, he'll spend a little bit of time setting up the rod, like with line and a reel and all the stuff he needs to actually fish with it. Because I'm pretty sure when she bought it, it wasn't set up. It was just a rod. <laughs> and then he'll, he'll kind of like tuck everything away really quickly and, you know, set everything off to the side, lean the, the poles up in the corner and you know, and then kind of like look around, make sure nobody was looking. <clears throat> but like after he's got everything put away, he'll like wander out. Okay. Uh, after Rem 
essentially turns down your invite to the carnival. Do you guys just head out and go look for Tempest on your own? Um, I would imagine we don't have too much dilly-dallying. Like, Kenya might straighten up a couple of her things, but I don't imagine she unpacked as much as everybody else might have because she didn't want to, like, throw her stuff everywhere in the main gathering room. So she would probably uh, get with Ariel and just uh, head out very shortly after, maybe, like, five minutes. All right. Massive star wipe. Tempest. Yes. You've made your way from the wharf district of Port Norsal back to the central district where the midnight carnival proper is being held. Yes. What is it that you are interested in doing? Are there games? Out here, you see a couple small carnival style games. There's things like a a ring toss over some conical shaped objects, a, a ball toss into a basket. Um, over at one corner, you actually do see a track with a bell on it ringed up with a large hammer that people are taking turns swinging at. However, you also know that inside of the arena, there was space set up for some larger scale games. Most of what's out here are small stalls. So a lot of the games and activities that you're seeing are smaller scale. There's places that you can pick up a lot of trinkets. You see as you're wandering around a handful more stalls carrying the souvenirs of the Midnight Carnival. I want to play some of the games. What interests Tempest the most? Let's start with the ring toss. Okay, so Tempest approaches a stall that there is a relatively small, slendered, with angular features man standing in front of it, twirling a couple rings over his fingers. Well, hello there, miss. Uh, Would you like to play a game? This one here is the ring toss. You throw a couple silver my way, I hand you these rings, you throw them at the cones, and, well, if you get some, you might win a prize. Ah, this should be a piece of cake. Ah, you think so? It's going to be a silver piece per ring. How many rings would you like to buy? Goddamn, that's expensive. I mean, you, you've you've done carnival games before. We'll give him a gold. Ten, please. Oh, this one's got a real shiny here. Ten rings it is. He, he kind of stacks up on a post over by the counter. Ten rings. For this ring toss, we're going to go ahead and go with a athletics dexterity check. 14. Tempest grabs the ring, eyes out one of the cones, tosses, and it bounces right off the flat tip of the cone and lands off in the middle of it. Mm, practice run. Oh, my dear, that was close. Close. 17. On this one, Tempest readjusts from where she saw the first one bounce and manages to throw. It hits one of the the ones closer to the front, but it does slip down onto one of the cones. Oh, well done. You've gotten one of the easy ones. The ones in the back, those are the difficult ones. 16. This one, Tempest tosses out, trying to throw a little bit further into the back, and it bounces off the front of one of the cones back towards the front and lands on the same cone as the last one. Bonus points for getting on the same cone. You seem to really have a thing for that one. Consistency. Nine. This one doesn't even hit one of the cones. It like almost defying physics twists onto its side and lands straight down. 
seven. This one is Tempest throws it at the cones. It bounces off the front one and flies directly at the guy running the stall. It hits him in the shoulder and he kind of jerks and catches. It's like, you're supposed to throw them at the rings, not at me. <laughs> Meant to do that. I'm sure you did. Eight. <laughs> that, that, was, that was throw six, right? Yeah. This one, Tempest throws out and it bounces off one of the front cones, flips, and then lands like wedged in between the points of four cones. Oh, that's a tricky one, but it's not quite what we're going for. So unfortunately it doesn't count, but it does look cool. Okay, she's going to throw the last four all at once. That's two tens, an eight, and a 19. Tempest, seemingly ready to be done with this guy, grabs the remaining stack of four rings <laughs> and just throws them all out <laughs> into the field of cones. While three of them bounce around and eventually settle down towards the bottom, one of them skips across a couple of the cones and lands near one of the back rows. And the guy running the stall goes, oh, well done. That was a little more difficult than the first one. You might have overdone it throwing all four of them since most of them missed, but you are eligible for a little bit of a prize. And he reaches underneath the booth that you are you are at and pulls out a small doll that is a clean bearded, long mustachioed man wearing a long purple coat. It's and a fucking Amadon, isn't it? <laughs> it? It does appear to be a representation of Amadon. If you had gotten one of the back ones... Would have been a bigger one? No, it would have been the dragon. Oh, she'll take the doll and just kind of chuckle. I've got plans for this. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that is creepy. <laughs> Sweet day. She just cackles and walk away. <laughs> so after getting your limited edition Amadon doll, what does Tempest wish to do? Um, I guess I'll go try the strength game. Strength game. The hammer. All right, as Tempest walks through the stalls, seeing the, the tower with a bell at the top of it and hearing it ring once every few minutes, she makes her way over, and uh, there's a woman running the stall. You there! You look like someone that can make things happen. Would you like to ring the bell? Can you ring the bell? The challenge is here for the taking. Tempest will walk up to the the booth and I the you said it's like a railing with a yes and in in this slider case, thingy on it it's not the same kind of booth like the ring toss was it's more that there's a board with a weight on a rail that goes up to a bell that is staked out and held up off to the side and next to it at an angle is a stand that this woman is standing in front of and she's carrying around a comically large wooden hammer and she kind of twirls it around in her hand so are you here to take the challenge i'll give it a go she steps up to it and takes the hammer how heavy's the hammer the hammer is is a few pounds i mean it's a hefty chunk of wood and before she hands hands the hammer over to you, 
It's gonna be two silver per swing, but if you can ring the bell, you get a prize. I'll just give it one try. She, she kind of swings a hammer up over her shoulder and holds a hand out to you. Tempest is gonna stretch out her arms and her back a little bit before uh, taking up the mallet. So after taking the two silver from you, she holds the hammer out to you. Go ahead, give it a swing. And this is going to be a strength athletics check. 17. Tempest steps up, does a bit of a wind up and lays the hammer down onto this paddleboard and watches the weight travel about 80% of the way up to the top. And the woman running the stall, fists balled up on her hips, watches the weight go up. Oh, that was a close one. Do you want to give it another go? Tempest is going to kind of be uh, sort of rolling her shoulder, you know, rotate her cuffs a little, little sore after that. I'm good, but I got to find Nina. <laughs> Turn around, start looking for my friends, because Nina's got to do this. <laughs> Tempest hands the hammer back to the woman running the booth, steps back and looks around because she said that she needs to find Nina and happens to see Ariel and Kanina, who have just seen Tempest make an attempt at ringing this bell. Kanina's face will light up a bit and she'll nudge Ariel and be like, oh, look, Tempest, and hey, Tempest. Nina, Nina, you gotta try this. You're so strong. <laughs> yeah, we'll trot over. Yeah. And Kanina will take a look-see and just be like, oh, so what's this? I see you got into the games. Are you here to ring the bell? Uh, sure. two silver per swing. Ring the bell and win a prize. Ooh, prizes? <laughs> yes. That's why you pay to do the games. Oh, I think that sounds fun. Uh, all right, sure. I'll, I'll give it a go. And yeah, fuck over two silver. You take the hammer, like this, this really big hammer, and you hit that as hard as you can. Hey, hey, that's my job. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you take this big hammer and you swing it right there at that plank. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> but after that explanation, Keenan will go ahead and uh, hand over the silver, grab the hammer, and she'll kind of widen her stands, kind of shuffle herself a little bit and uh, center up on that plank and give it a try. All right. This is a strength athletics check. That is an 11. Kanina widens her stance, swings down at it, and maybe it's something about the, the widened stance, but you only have like a glancing blow at this plank, and the weight only travels about halfway up the rail. Ooh, that was that was close. Not not the best swing. Would you like to give it another go? Hmm. Yeah, I think I will. I feel like I can do better than that. I think I was maybe just a little off center. So. <laughs> yes, yes. You want to try to hit on the board. <laughs> okay, I think I got it this time. But yeah, she, you can kind of see if she's getting determined a little bit more now. She'll uh, roll up what short sleeves she has. So you can see her muscles going a little bit more. And she's going to hope that she can get this. <laughs> and it's a lot worse. <laughs> she's not feeling strong today. Nine. Kanina squares up for a second swing, manages to hit this time, but maybe it's a little bit of the flustering from the miss on the first swing. And it once again only goes up about halfway on this rail. Oh, that, that, was, that was better. You did hit the plank. Do you want to give it another go with the same oomph that you gave the first one? 
Or would your friend like to take a try at it? Do you, would you like to take a swing of the hammer? Ring the bell and win a prize. Ariel's gonna like feel her arms from carrying that crate earlier. Uh, I can try. Are you done? Would you like to take another try? Or would you like to let your friend have a go at it? Oh, I can, I can wait for her if she's, I can go after she's done. Um, sure, I'll, I'll give it one more shot and then I'll, I'll hand it over. Uh, third time's a charm, right? <laughs> that, that is what yeah. they say. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can see Kanina sweating a little bit now. <laughs> that is a 19. Kanina takes another swing at this bell. It feels like everything is going right. The weight shoots up to the top. And uh, the the woman running the booth looks looks a little excited, looks up and following the weight all the way up to the top. And it is mere inches from actually ringing the bell. It, it's almost like the, the air coming off of it rattled the bell a little bit, but not enough to actually have a nice ring come out. Ooh, that's the closest one I've seen in the last hour or so. You sure you don't want to give it one more shot? Um, it's tempting, but I'll, I'll go ahead and let Ariel give it a try now. Well, all right. I'm going to be here the rest of the day if you'd like to give it another shot later. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be back. I, I do like games after all, and I feel like strength is normally one of my strong suits, but I guess uh, swinging a hammer is a bit too much for me. She'll look kind of dejected. <laughs> all right, my turn. If you would like to go, yes, it's going to be two silver per swing. All right, she'll dig into her pouch and grab a couple silver and hand it over. All right, so kind of like your friend just did, you want to stand back just a little bit, both hands on the hammer, and swing down and hit the plank. Ideally, you get the weight to ring that bell. Okay, she looks up at the bell, down at the hammer, kind of like lifts it to see how heavy it is, brings it up onto her shoulder. (laughs) It's a bit heavy, and then she's gonna just drop it, like let all the weight fall onto it. All right, this is gonna be a strength athletics check. It's a seven. Oh, that's an interesting technique, but I think just dropping it from your shoulder doesn't give it the oomph that it needs. Do you want to give it another go? Yeah, she'll hand her a couple more silver. All right, so now she's going to pull it back up onto her shoulder. And at this point, the woman running the booth is just beaming, wide smile on her face, bright eyes. She's really rooting for you. And then... She's going to try to put, like, all of whatever strength she has from carrying the crate and fishing stuff, everything that's left, and try to just, like, slam it down. Fifteen. Oh, that was much better than the last one. And the the weight makes it about three-quarters of the way up the track. Um. Would you like to give it another go? Would you like to give it another go? How about you? Looking over at Tempest. All your other friends have taken at least two swings now. Considering I also did the best out of them, I think I will try again. (laughs) All right, so hand the hammer over to your friend unless you're going to take another swing. Ariel just is like rubbing her shoulder. Yep, I think I'm done. I carried heavy stuff earlier and then hands the hammer over. Thanks. It's only a 15. You can actually see as, as Tempest takes a swing at this, that there's a pretty pretty strong wear spot along the uh, track that this weight is on that seems to go up right around to the, the 14 to 17 range of it. Seems like a lot of people get in this range. Tempest is going to hand the, the hammer back. This game's rigged. Let's go, guys. You think the game's rigged? I can assure you the bell rang just about two hours ago. 
Well, I'll, I'll give it one more good, good solid try. <laughs> and then she'll hand over her two silver and then give it a go. You seemed like the type that just wouldn't let it go. You seem like a real go-getter. You set your mind to something and you're going to accomplish it. Well, that's the hope. Minute to win it. <laughs> it's a crit. It's a crit. One. Oh. <laughs> I think the hammer just slips out of her hands. We should probably go before we hurt ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think she has a good grip on that hammer. Her hands are sweating now, and she's just like, whoops. <laughs> as Kanina swings down at the plank on this one, it's almost like as, as your nerves have worked up, your hands have gotten a little sweaty, and you lose not so much the grip on the hammer, but the steadiness of it, and actually end up hitting the plank with the flat side of the hammer instead of the hammer's head. Take one point of bludgeoning damage just from the shock of of hitting the, the wood plank. It's kind of like when you hit something yeah. hard and solid with a bat. Yep. Oh, that one looked like it hurt. Y- you want to... Y- Want to take a break now? Ouch. Uh, yeah, I guess I will. I guess it's just not my day today. Maybe I worked out a little too hard this morning. There's always later. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably be back. And then she's like muttering, she's like, we'll definitely be back. Gonna get it next time. <laughs> Juice up. Yeah. <laughs> she'll hand the hammer back and she'll look for new games elsewhere. At what point does Rem try to catch up with us? So basically, when Rim comes down, he's going to hit the street, look, you know, left and right, and then close his eyes for a second and cast Locate Object on Tempest's uh, spyglass. Interesting way to do it. Does Tempest have her, her spyglass on her? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. So Rem casts Locate Object. <laughs> and as, as you concentrate on the spyglass that you've seen Tempest carrying before, you're getting a ping back up at your room. So he'll be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Try the next he'll object. close his eyes again, and he'll change the topic to the spear. All right. You have a beacon out in the stalls of the carnival out in the town square. So he'll walk to meet everybody. Or at least he knows these two. He's not sure <laughs> if they've found her. And you see the three of your companions walking away a little dejected from a tower that has a bell at the top of it and a a rail with a weight. Yeah, I imagine Kanina's kind of shaking her hands, you know, that little like stingy feeling you get after you do hit something hard. Yeah, so she's probably shaking them, get the feeling back a little bit, shake away some of the the pain. He'll kind of, you know, shift so that he intersects with them and be like, no luck, huh? Ah, no. I tried out uh, the strength challenge, and I thought I would be good at it, but I didn't have any luck. Got close. These games aren't always exactly made to be easy. Well, of course not, and that's part of the fun of them. If it was easy, everybody would win. (laughs) Did you see any of them do it? Uh, No, um, she said uh, nobody's won for the last couple hours, and no one here got got the ring the bell. Eh, Better luck next time. Yeah. Rem, you should try it. I don't know. Come on. It's just two silver. I'll pay for you if you want. No, it's okay. He'll walk up to the to the lady and be like, Hey, when was the last time somebody rang a bell? Oh, about two hours ago or so. Can you do it? I've done it before. Show me. <laughs> yeah. He's going to watch very carefully on how she does it. She takes the hammer. Kind of see her twirling it in her hands in a little bit. See her stressing her hands in the grip. Instead of a wide stance takes a one foot leading stance with the other foot behind the same the same foot that she's kind of holding the hammer with 
steps forward with the back leg while bringing the hammer over and stomps it down as she brings the hammer down and it does ring the bell. Oh my gosh. Of course he so rolled well. So while he's paying attention, does he notice anything with where the foot landed? Does mm. she stomp? Go ahead and roll perception. <laughs> 16. The place that you see your foot land is, is just packed dirt. Okay. And then is there anything he notices about the hammer since she was twirling it? Did she pick a specific side to hit with? Uh, it doesn't look like it was it was intentionally chosen. You did see that she she eyed it, but you haven't seen her do it enough to know that she's particularly favoring one side over the other. Okay. And she big smile on her face, resting the the head of the hammer down, looks up. You see her tilt her head to one side so that her ear is facing the bell. Ain't that a glorious ring? Would you like <laughs> to give it a shot now? Sure, I'll give it a shot. Kanina's standing by flabbergasted, and she made it look so easy. <laughs> I was just like, I wish I could have done that. <laughs> so Rim will pass over to Silver. All right, this is a strength athletics check. Well, first of all, Rim's going to look at the hammer really closely, make sure one side's not, like, padded. Go ahead and roll perception. Oh, that's terrible. Ten. Uh, doesn't seem like it. Okay, so he's going to you know, feel out the hammer, make sure it feels decent. And then he's gonna take. You're gonna up. like feel around the head. No, just like like he's gonna test the weight in his hands, see if he can find like the center of balance on it. And then he's gonna take up his stance, which is more like he's going to be mining down into the ground. So one foot forward, one hand up close to the head, the other hand near the end. And then as he goes back, he's gonna bring it down real hard. Basically taking the same same swing that she that did. she did. Yeah. Ariel's gonna cheer him on. You can Strength do it. athletics, you said. Yep. Go ahead and roll with advantage. Advantage. And she's watching intently. <laughs> <laughs> was it a nat 1 and a nat 20? No, it was an, a 4, which makes it 11, and then it was a 1. Oh. So, an 11. Rem feels like he has done everything right to mimic exactly what she just did. And as you take your swing, this weight only goes up about halfway on the track. Okay, so he'll watch it, and then he'll look at the hammer again, and he'll be like, give me one more shot. So he'll give her another two silver. And this time he's going to flip the hammer over and try okay. the other side of the mallet, just in case. All right. You're going to go ahead and roll with advantage again. Oh, 24. Rem takes up the same stance that he did before. The only difference is that he has flipped the hammer around in his hands, takes a big old mining swing, and launches the weight up into the bell. And for the second time in about two minutes, there's a big clang as the weight strikes the bell. Ariel's just like clapping and grinning. Well done. So we're sitting there with the hammer on the ground looking up at it. We're like, you're right. That is a pretty nice sound. And one moment you did pay for your swing. She walks over to the booth. While previously she had been standing in front of it, demonstrating and everything. This time she walks around to the back and you see her take a few moments back there. Hear the sound of coins moving around as it seems that she's probably emptying her pockets. She pulls out a small piece of parchment and hands it over to you. This here is uh, is one full meal. You'll see a couple couple places for various vendors to check off. To uh, you get a free ale, a free savory pie from one of the stalls, as well as a sweet pie. All right. Have a good day. And a wonderful day to you too, and the rest of your friends. You've seen it done twice now. You want to give it another go? Uh, maybe later. We're going to take a walk around and look at some of the other games. I don't blame you. Yeah. Can you know, go ahead and clap right on the back and just be like, great job, Rem. That was really impressive. Thank you. And he'll take the parchment and he'll hand it to Ariel and be like, hey, thanks for the, the fishing stuff again. Oh, you're you're welcome. 
Uh, pie vendor down that way is pretty good. And he's going to point to the place that he got his breakfast pie at. Okay. Thanks. I'm actually really hungry. <laughs> you know, look between the two. Not saying anything, just looking. <laughs> Ariel's just going to, like, look at Rem, smile, look at Nina. Uh, food. That way? Yeah, he's just down that way. All right. She's going to head that way to go. I'm going to go get food. Oh, Rem, maybe you should uh, show her just so she didn't get lost or she go to the right pie vendor, you know? It's that guy right there. He's going to give you a slight shove. You know, you should go with him. <laughs> I'm not going to be super persistent about it, but I am trying to. <laughs> he would have He would have eventually been like, fine, and like walked. <laughs> what time is it? Uh, at this point, we're at about 3 p.m. Because okay. Rim remembers that the armor vendor had asked him to show up later. Mm-hmm. Have you tried out any other games, Tempest? I did the ring toss over there. And it was okay. The person running the stall was kind of annoying, though. Oh, really? Hmm. That might just be everyone here. <laughs> I suppose uh, there are a lot of different personality types, and it takes a special kind of person to <laughs> run a uh, carnival game. As you guys are walking through, various vendors are shouting over in your direction. Where's for sale? <laughs> what are the games do we see? Out here, oh, what did I say? I said you've got the ring toss, you've got a, a ball into a basket hoop-looking thing, you've got the um, the hammer bell that you guys had just done, but there is also stuff inside the arena that you haven't explored yet today. Does Rem end up going with Ariel to show her the food? Or more specifically, does Ariel actually walk off to the, the pie vendor that Rem was pointing out? Yeah, she's walking there. She doesn't have any idea that that happened. <laughs> but she's heading over there. Does Rem end up following? He would have like taken a couple quick steps to, to match pace and then been like, here, it's this guy over here, and walk her over. What do uh, Kanina and Tempest do? Uh, Kanina might be interested in trying out the ring toss, or if uh, Tempest has her eye on another game, then we might try that together. Well, if you want to try the ring toss, I'll come cheer you on, and then after we can go check out the stuff that's inside. Sure. Yeah, so can you know, walk up to the ring toss stall? As Ariel and Rem approach the stall of this pie vendor, it seems that just ever so vaguely this older man recognizes Rem. Ah, so you came back. You uh, like the was... pie this morning? I was letting my friend here know that you have some pretty good pies. She's pretty hungry. Ah, what can I get you today? Um, right now I've got a spinach and grape leaf, a lamb and leek, and uh, the the specialty of the city, a fish pie. What kind did you have, Rem? Rem points at one of the pies. That one. All right, I'll, I'll try the one that he had. All righty. Huh? Let's see. She's going to hold up the voucher thing. I got this. Ah, you've won one of the games. Congratulations. Oh, he he did. He gave it to me. He uh he gives a somewhat knowing look over in Ram's direction. Well, congratulations, fine man. I can sign off on a savory pie here for the, for this one. Would you like one of the sweet pies or an ale? Or would you like to explore one of the other vendors? What? <laughs> she just knows she gets a pie. <laughs> the 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 voucher that you just that, you, that he just got for you is entitled to a a savory pie, a sweet pie, and an ale or a glass of wine. Oh, um, 
I happen to have some grape pies if you'd like to get a sweet one here, or you could explore the other vendors. Or I have this lovely elven fruit beer if you'd like to, to get a mug of ale from me too. I think I'll just stick with the with the meat pie for right now. Uh, suit yourself. Uh, can, I, can I see the voucher? And she's going to hand it over. And he pulls out a, a quill signs off next to the savory pie, crosses it out, and hands it to you with a pie in hand. Thank you. And a good day to you, and thank you for the recommendation. Of course. Would, would you like something else? It's no, been a I'm couple hours at this, this morning. Thank I, I understand. And Ariel's going to look up Drem. Well, and she's going to look and see that Tempest and Nina are not around. You see them ac- across the way over at the ring toss. Oh, do we see them? Oh, yeah, it's a it's a big, like, wide open oh, okay. square with stalls all around it, but it's not like you guys are traveling drastically far away from each other. Okay, so she's going to look at Ram and be like, okay, so uh, should we go meet back up with them? Sure. Okay. Ah, so I see you've brought your friend with you. Would you like to do a ring toss? Yeah, I'm going to give it a try. All right. Has she filled you in on the rules of the game? Uh, not quite. She left out some details. All right. And he holds up a finger, spinning a ring. One silver piece per ring. I can give you 10 rings for a gold. And the goal is to get your rings over one of the cones. The ones in the front are only worth a minor amount of points. And the ones in the back get you a grand prize. I'll go ahead and uh, grab five rings. All right. That'll be five silver pieces. And this will be a athletics dexterity check. 17. The first ring that you you pick up and toss out, it bounces along the front row, and it does settle down on top of one of the cones. Well done! First shot! That must be some beginner's luck here! Oh yeah, that's that's pretty encouraging. I'll give it another shot. She's going to try to mimic again what she did. 16. The, the ring bounces off some of the back ones up towards the front row, once again landing a couple over from where the first one is, but falls around the base of one of the cones. You must be a natural at this. Do you, do you practice? Do you have a setup like this at your home? <laughs> no, I can't say that I do. I guess, uh, like you said, beginner's luck. <laughs> well done. Your progress is going great so far. Gonna give it another shot. Ooh, that one's not so good. The beginner's luck has worn off. Uh, seven. This one kind of skits off of the, the front set of cones where the other ones have landed and then rolls off to its side, falling in between them. Oh, you, the, the, it must have been a case of beginner's luck, but you still have a few more rings if you'd like to keep trying. Yeah, give it another shot. Ooh, that is 19. This one bounces and manages to to bounce over a little bit of a gap and land in the middle row of cones. Well done! I see you seem to be getting the hang of this, dialing things in. A little bit further than you could get for the grand prize. Ooh, there's a grand prize? Yes. If you manage to land in the back row, then you will get to walk away with one of our dragon dolls. Oh, really? Kanina kind of perks up a bit at the mention of a grand prize, and she's going to definitely uh, try to embrace that look she got with some of her previous shots and mimic what she uh, what she got the best she can, but aim a little bit higher for that back row. And she changed something she probably shouldn't have in her stance there. <laughs> oh, no. And got a four. Ooh. Oof. 
this one, like, it, it hits the, the front of the table, bounces back towards you and rolls in the dirt underneath the counter. It's like, oh, well, you are still entitled to one of our minor prizes. And he reaches out under the table and pulls out. For this, you can get a uh, doll of Amadan himself, our lovely ringmaster. Oh, how charming. <laughs> Isn't that what she won? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Kanina ended up getting the exact same score. <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> uh, she's going to go ahead and purchase one more ring. One more good try. Oh, you'd like to, to bank it and go for another another try? Yeah, I'll, I'll do do one more ring just to see if my, uh, my luck will turn around for this last one. <laughs> it has been a little bit of an up and down race with you. That is a 20. This one, once again, bounces and lands in the middle row. Oh, another middle row. That is another well done try. If you would like to keep going, one more in the middle row will get you a dragon doll. Oh, really? This is how you keep earning money. (laughs) At this point, we could have gone and just bought one. Three in the middle or one in the back? Oh, really? Some people stay here for 10 and 20 minutes continuing to throw rings. I do think Kanina is definitely one of those people who's addicted to that uh, feeling of winning. <laughs> Don't ever let her into a lottery you know? <laughs> or a casino. <laughs> yes, she, she, she falls for his, his ruse here <laughs> and buys one more ring. Uh, eight. Oh, so close and yet so far, my dear. You're welcome to keep going if you'd like. Why don't we go check some of the other he, games he out? Just hold the pile of rings. Just... <laughs> you can see Nina kind of just like intently watching them. She's like, has a slight, slight want to do it. But <laughs> if you're insistent enough, she will. How about I cut you a deal? Twelve oh? rings for a gold piece. I think just as we're about to turn away and try out another game, hearing the deal offer, I think Nina will go ahead and take it and just be like, all right, sure thing. And he splits out two stacks of six. For the expediency of things, I'll just have you roll out the dice and tell me the numbers. Yep. So the first one is going to be a 17, a 10, a 3, 11, 19, 16, 14, 6, 15, 5, 20, and 7. So Kanina posts up throwing ring after ring. Many of them miss. However, she does get a couple more into the middle row, as well as a couple into the easy row. And he looks down, starts tying him up. He's like, you have gotten enough that you can exchange for one of the dragon dolls. Yeah, I'll do that. Congratulations. And he, he reaches down and pulls out a, a cute, red dragon wormling doll it's, it's you know it's doll size we, we aren't going going full carnival larger than life it's bigger than a person <laughs> is it one of the bigger plushies or is it more like you know just just plushy it's uh around cat sized she'll be she'll be happy with that dude he may have gotten almost a couple gold out of her but he did cut her a deal so <laughs> she's satisfied that she at least got something out of this win <laughs> That's <laughs> as much of a struggle as it was. So, Rem and Ariel, having, having seen Tempest and Kanina over at the ring toss, were you heading back to them? Or yeah. Were, okay. Rem and Ariel heading over to the ring toss where Tempest and Kanina were. 
see Kanina turning around with a smile on her face, holding a small dragon doll in her hands. Ariel has a mouthful of her meat pie, but she's going to be like, Oh, that's really cute. As she comes up to Nina, mm-hmm. holding the little dragon. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I finally won something. Give like the plush a squeeze. And the uh, the, the guy running the, the booth has a smile on his face. Leans out around Kanina's mm-hmm. shoulder. Like, oh, you have friends. Would one of you like to throw some rings? One silver per ring. Uh, I would be careful, guys. This game is very addicting. Once you buy one ring, you can't stop. <laughs> She's probably tallying up the, the amount of rings she bought and just be like, we may be rich, but that wasn't a great idea, maybe. <laughs> Ariel's just eating her meat pie and she just shakes her head no. Yeah, can you know, look behind them and <laughs> just be like, ah, oh, it looks like we're uh, we're done here for, for now. So thank you very much, sir. And thank you for your patronage. And congratulations on the prize. Good day. Farewell. Go over to the next game. There's a uh, basket and a ball type thing. There are a wall filled up with blown up balloons. And there are a number of things that you guys had walked by in your initial uh, run through the arena yesterday for a number of events and stalls inside of the uh, Port Norsal arena number of trinket vendors, places that you could buy pies, both savory and sweet, places that are selling ales and wines. Time is it? Um, at this point, we're getting up to about 4 p.m. Time did the vendor want me to be back? I believe he said 7, because he is less of a vendor. He is, he is someone that has an established location within the city. In fact, he probably hates that the Midnight Carnival is going on with all of the extra people and distractions. What would the party like to do? But she, she will look to Tempest because Tempest was excited by coming to the carnival. And she still gets that, that feeling kind of from her, though. She might be a little miffed now that she's <laughs> had a couple losses. So she'll look to Tempest and be like, well, any other uh, games you want to try out? Shall we go at least check out what's inside the arena? Sure. Ariel's going to be like shoveling what's left into her mouth <laughs> and then like swallow and be like, yeah, I want to try another game, too. That hammer thing was too hard. Yeah, I thought I'd do really good at the strength test, but uh, I guess my, my skill lied in the uh, throwing challenge. <laughs> I think I just got tired from carrying the fishing stuff. <laughs> I do I do think you did take a, a break from exercising in the mornings. You start to feel a little more weary after taking a break from those kinds of things. Oh, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, maybe we can find something that doesn't really rely on my strength. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have something. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventures in Aurelia. You can help the show out a ton if you tell others about it by sharing episodes on social media. You can support the show by donating to us monthly on Patreon at patreon.com slash adventures in Aurelia. Your support helps us buy new equipment to improve the show, as well as commission art to help others visualize our world. Lastly, we'd like to thank the artists who allow us to use their music in our show. Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander Nakarada from Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian Von Ziegler, Scott Buckley, Michael Gelfie, and Alec Wiesner. You can find links to all of these wonderful artists at adventuresinarelia.com slash music. We interrupt this program to inform you about the new radio drama, A 
officially sanctioned by the immortal emperor himself, Ghosts on a Train. Ghosts on a Train is all about the pride of Duskwall and the courageous but eccentric line bulls that keep our railways safe. Let's hear from the bulls now. Andrew Anderson, badge named Dunville. The best thing about being a line bull is definitely the train. Back at the orphanage, I shared my room with 20 people, and now I only share it with three. Ooh, plus the food's way better. Plus there's a hot tub, and I swear that someday... Yeah, we only have so much time. Adric, a.k.a. Drix. Badge named Colburn. Close calls, huh? <laughs> that was a wild one, but, uh, you know what cowboy never rodeos entails. Oh, that's unhelpful. Pippin Pip McKeel. Badge named McKeel. <laughs> Well, I think it's best about a train is the unintelligible mumblings of a drunken. Ah, well, listen to Ghosts on a Train, a Ghost Line's actual play, releasing every other Thursday on a podcatcher near you.